Hey beautiful people, you are listening to Limitless Faith Life Growth, the podcast dedicated to growing together in the Lord as young people of our generation. I'm your host Ifeanyua Moronike and each week we tackle topics which help us navigate this Christian walk and be the best version of ourselves that God has called us to be. Let's get into it guys. Why is it that we like to run from pressure? Like anything that will stretch us, anything that will push us, almost force us out of our comfort zone, we dislike. Anything that makes us discomforted, we dislike. When in fact, in that discomfort is the lesson, in that discomfort is the refinement. It's what makes you better. I always say this thing that your comfort zone is the kill of your destiny because you cannot grow beyond the boundaries you set for yourself. Your comfort zone is that safe space that, you know, I'm comfortable This doesn't require me to sacrifice my time, my energy, my money. does not require me to take risks. But you will never grow beyond that. And so pressure can be a very good thing. But then it can also be a bad thing if it's too much pressure. And that's what today's episode is about. It's about balance. Because we're human beings, we make the mistake of overloading ourselves. We think that, you know, if I amass all these job opportunities, if I take all these leadership roles, if I do all these things, then maybe I I will be a step closer to being God's loving child and God will love me and people will love me because I'm I'm so multifaceted I'm doing so many things but you are breaking down you're wearing yourself out you're a jack of all trades a master of none and there's even no point of taking all these roles onto your head that God has not instructed you to take because you're wasting your time and your efforts your energy but anyway that's what today's episode is about we're going to look for the balance pressure not too much pressure but enough pressure to stretch you because I said as I said pressure is good sometimes All right, guys, let's get into the episode. So as I was saying, pressure can be a good thing. My dad always says this thing that in order for diamond, coal to become diamond, it has to go under immense pressure. Anything to do with refinements, you're refining gold, you're refining jewels, you're fire, it has to go through fire, it has to go through pressure, it has to go through a process, a likely painful and uncomfortable process, but the result is always beautiful. It makes every form of pressure, every form of hurdle, everything you've passed through worth it. And that's why a healthy amount of pressure should be embraced. And I know that sounds like, ah, what do you mean embrace pressure? This thing, I'm struggling with it now. But James 1, 2 to 5 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I want to repeat that. Let perseverance finish its work. Mean that perseverance, pushing through despite the pressure, has an assignment in your life as a believer. It has an assignment. And if you cut that off, if you say this pressure is getting too much, I'm going to step back. You do not allow the pressure. You have not allowed that perseverance to finish its work. So you cannot reap the results. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. That's James 1, 2 to 5. So in that verse, we learn that perseverance, pressure, putting yourself under some trials, stretching yourself, stepping outside of your comfort zone has an assignment in your life to refine you, to mature you as a believer. Romans also says something similar, Romans 5, 3 to 4, it says, and this is an amplified, and not only this, but with joy, let us exult in our sufferings and rejoice in our hardships, knowing that hardship, and then in brackets, it says distress, pressure, trouble, produces patient endurance and endurance, proven character, spiritual maturity and proven character, hope and confident assurance of eternal salvation. So it says, if we simplify that, it says that hardships produce patient endurance, endurance produces character, and proven character 
produces hope and assurance. But one thing it says in Proven Character is that it also produces spiritual maturity. In hardships, in struggle, in pressure is spiritual maturity because you grow as a believer. You learn to be resilient to the attacks of the enemy as a believer. But it takes that process. I heard the statement that for you to have a testimony, you have to go through a test. No one likes tests. Tests will, sometimes they can make you doubt your faith. They can make you doubt your ability, your capabilities. They can make you weak. They can make you tired. They can make you discouraged. By the end of that test is a testimony. But you have to go through the trial period. Anything in this world that is of substance, it has to go through a period of growing, refinement, building. And that process can be very frustrating. That process where God is trying to, you know, pluck away the thorns, where he's trying to refine you, where he's trying to prune you, is a very painful, you know, painful, irritating, annoying even process. But it's that process of pressure that will bring forth greatness, bring it out of you. Something needs to bring greatness out of you. A soft life, should I be so honest? A soft life does not bring greatness out of anyone. I mean, it can appear like greatness because maybe you have money and, you know, you're comfortable and you don't really have anything stressing you. But we haven't been called to just be ordinary and live soft. We have to build ourselves. The only way to build yourself as a believer is to go through those trials. And I know the Bible first may make it seem very unrealistic because I'll be so honest. Me that I'm saying this, I don't rejoice at trials. (laughs) I don't get happy when I'm going through stuff. I don't. But Every single time and every, I can always say every single time I've gone through something and I come out of it, I always thank God that God you taught me so much through that season. In fact, for every tough stage I go through, my spiritual life propels forward so many times. For every negative stage I've gone through, that's how my spiritual life has grown. When I first started this podcast, I told you guys a story. I was going through one thing in my life. When my spiritual capacity grew again, I went through another thing in my life. When I was learning to trust God, I went through another thing in my life. When I was, you know, learning to lean on God. And I remember last year I was going through a process of softening my heart. And that process was so, (laughs) so annoying, so frustrating. But I learned so much through that process. And every single one of those things have made me the person I am today. So I'm not saying that during the trials I was happy. I would be so honest. I was crying. I was vexed. I was, hmm. (laughs) But the end product, because perseverance was allowed to do its work, as James 1, 2 to 5 said, perseverance was allowed to take its course, to do in me what was required to mature me, to teach me. Some of these things that you're going through, they're lessons. Some of these seasons of pressure, they're lessons. Some of them, in fact, they're necessary. You can't move from one level to another level in your academic career without taking an exam and a test. The same way you can't move to the next level in your destiny without taking an exam or a test. My dad always says that thing. The same way you can't move up the ladder of life without trials, without some things that will come. And especially because we're believers. So the enemy will come, he'll want to trip us up. But we will show him in the process, you have no right to come in and try and mess up God's plan for my life. And I'll show you that I am resilient, that I will overcome this and learn from this. But for you to get to that stage, you have to undergo the trial. So that's one side of things. We just discussed the importance of pressure, putting yourself out there, taking risks, doing things that make you uncomfortable, that, you know, maybe you're not used to. Maybe God is telling you to do something. You're like, ah, God, are you sure? Are you sure you're calling me? Are you sure I'm capable? Those things that attract pressure must be done for you to grow in your life and destiny. 
Now that's one side. Then there's another side of pressure in which this, and you see this a lot with um, busy people, people in the you know high career lines, people that are doing very busy jobs. You shall see it with people who are very work oriented. They're doing a lot of things. And then slowly these things, they realize it's weighing them down little by little by little. Sometimes it's not even, maybe it's even one thing, maybe it's even school or work, but you put so much work, so much pressure on yourself. And at first you're like, eh, this is necessary. I, I must put this pressure on myself. I must, you know, be resilient. I must, you know, put my body under. What does what um, Paul say? I must put my body under. But then you realize that you're getting weaker. Realize that you're less efficient in those things you're doing because your body can't handle it anymore. And this is when you have overdone the pressure, when you have put yourself under too much pressure. And we see this in the example of Moses because Moses is a powerful man of God. I mean, these people practically saw him as like their mean. If they, they were sad, they go to Moses. If they're happy, they go to Moses. If they're vexed, they go to Moses. If they're confused, they go to Moses. So Exodus 18, you see where Jethro, that is Moses' father-in-law, saw that, you know, Moses, these things you're doing, you're going to break down. He said in Exodus 18, 13, you can go and read it. He said, what you're doing isn't good. You're going to weaken yourself. You're going to break down. And the people that are also coming to you are going to break down because they have all these problems and genuinely they need help. But you're not enough to meet their needs. A hundred people have desperate things they need help with. You're one person. 50% of those people are not going to have their needs met. So they're losing. You're losing. Everybody's a loser. This didn't take away from the fact that Moses was very spiritual. This didn't take away from the fact that he spoke to God face to face. That God spoke to Moses the way he spoke to a friend. So you can't even tell me that Moses is not spiritual enough. This was not a thing of spirituality. This was a thing of wisdom. Application of wisdom. And as him as the powerful man of God didn't see it, thank God, his father-in-law, before Moses broke down and, you know, everything broke loose, his father-in-law came to the picture and said, you know what, you need to delegate. This mantle you have is very good. You are a leader, you are a judge, you are helping people, blessing lives, but you must apply wisdom. What you're doing, the way you're studying is good. The way you're applying yourself to work is good. The way you're applying yourself to ministry is good. The way you're applying yourself to your, your projects are good. But in everything, you must apply wisdom. Moses, that powerful man of God, didn't see it. But his father-in-law saw it. And he said, delegate. Choose people who, obviously, they also have the same mind as you. They're also people of God. Also people that, you know, they will speak as if it's you giving the advice. Delegate them to these people. It then said in that same chapter, Exodus 18, 24, Moses listened to his father-in-law. Thank God he was not prideful. Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. He chose capable men from all Israel and made them leaders of the people. Officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties and tens. You know what this teaches me? This is what I just blows my mind. The fact that he had some people that were over thousands means that he must have been over tens or hundreds. I don't know how many the Israelites were at that time. But he must have been the leader over these thousands or ten thousands or hundred thousands. So imagine one person, we had one person do a job that multiple people were supposed to do. Imagine. Of course he was stressed, of course he's going to be getting angry and frustrated. I mean, we know the amount of times that Moses vexed and it's his one person. It was too much pressure. And it was this same pressure that stopped him from entering the promised land. Imagine. After sacrificing himself with these people, it's this same people that he vexed and, you know, he hit the rock. You're not supposed to hit the rock, you're not supposed to strike the rock, you're supposed to speak to the rock. But what's to come out? I'm sure all of us know that story. And because of that, he missed out on the promised land. Because although a powerful man of God, he broke under pressure. So the pressure is real. Remember that phrase we were using last year, the pressure is getting worse. The pressure is getting worse. And the pressure is not going to change. It's you that has to change. It's you that either you become wise in how you handle the pressure, you separate yourself from those roles, or you build resilience. 
So in the first case that we discussed, where the pressure is not too much, we build resilience. That's a choice you make to become more, a more resilient individual. The second one is if the pressure is getting too much, you begin to find ways of wisdom to handle it. Either you break up the work. If you know you have an exam next week, don't try and cram everything from the exam the night before. Break it up. Today, I'm going to study a little bit. Tomorrow, I'm going to study a little bit. Day after tomorrow, I'm going to study a little bit. By the time the exam comes, I'm ready. That's using wisdom. And then the third option, if you are putting too much stuff in yourself and you realize there's no way out of this, then separate yourself from some things. I know there are some people, especially you see in you know school or church, where you take up all these leadership roles because you believe, you know, I want to be a leader. I want to lead the people. I have a, a mantle. I have a da-da-da. So you are leader of, I don't know how many units in church. You're leader of how many associations in school. You're piling so many things. Me, I know myself. There are so many positions I wanted to go for when in the last, our last school election, and I chose not to because I have the podcast, I have my business, I have other things I'm doing in other roles or in other associations or, and I'll still go and put myself out there to go and do something else. Why would I do that to myself? And so I deliberately chose to be selective and be wise with the opportunities that I took. Not every opportunity that comes your way is God-ordained. And if you take the wrong ones, Satan can use that to make you inefficient in the ones that are God-ordained. Let me give you an example. For example, if this podcast now I know is God-ordained, and I'm saying, ah, people are giving me these opportunities or different opportunities, different opportunities, I want to go for this, I want to go for that, and I'll take up five leadership roles. And Satan allows those things to come my way so that he knows I'll become inadequate in keeping up with you guys on this podcast. So that I can start, you know, ah, I missed an episode. Sorry, guys. Next episode, I'll be like, guys, I'm so sorry that I missed like two weeks. I've been really busy. Like, I had to do this and this. And God is like, I didn't ask you to take these roles. The one I told you to do, you're not doing it efficiently. Instead, you're taking different, different roles that I have not asked you to take. I remember that time people asked me, oh, we should go for this, we should go for this. I'm not interested. I am focused in the goals and that I have set that God has, you know, put in front of me. And I will fulfill those before touching anything else. If I'm led, sure, if I'm led, why not? But I'm not going to do anything that will take me away from my primary focus, which is my education. And then what God has put in my heart to be doing, which is this podcast. And so anything else that is not God ordained is going to stay where it is. Do not power things on yourself, making it as if, you know, the more roles you have, the more important you are. No, the better you are in those roles. It's better to be efficient in those roles, to be a master in those roles, to make an impact in those roles than amassing different roles in which you are doing nothing. You're just a figurehead maximize every opportunity that God gives you. Don't just take different, different opportunities. The ones God has given you, maximize those first. Then you can take others on if God has led you to, but do not be a jack of all trades and a master of none. It's better to be a master at a few things than mediocre at many things. It's in that mastery that God is glorified on mediocrity. And that's why I encourage students that just be focused. Do many things, do everything that God wants you to do on, you know, on campus and join these associations and join this club and this team and this role. But make sure that it's God ordained. Make sure you have the time to balance it all. And the ones you can't balance, as I said, you, I said the three options. The ones you can't balance, drop. The ones you can balance that you know is God ordained. Be wise. Learn how to manage your time. When it's time to rest, rest. When it's time to study, study. When it's time to record, record. When it's time to edit, if anyone edit. <laughs> I've made that mistake so many times with recording that I'll be like, hey, I have to have, have time. It's not Thursday. I still have time. It's now Wednesday night. I end up having to record and edit in the same day. That is not wise at all. And that's why today's Monday. I'm recording this on a Monday. That's much wiser because I have exams soon. So I don't even if I say I want to be silly with this. I can't. I can't because it will mess up with my exam schedule. So this is Monday now. I know I have time to record and edit. And anything else you can delegate, delegate like Moses. There was time last year that my sister was the one helping me with most of my posters. If you have me on WhatsApp and I send you my posters to repost, it's it always comes out. It never comes out on Thursday. It hardly comes out on Thursday. <laughs> 
but it usually comes out maybe Friday, sometimes Saturday, sometimes Sunday that it comes out. So there was a time my sister was helping me do it and it was coming out more regularly. I was able to delegate that to her with my business. She helps me with the deliveries and some other stuff. You know, my siblings help me with my business, my family, my mom, my brothers, my grandma even. So delegate. Where you can delegate, delegate. Where you can ask other people to help you. Let them help you. It's not a sign of weakness. In fact, it's a sign of strength. But in your pride, that ah, no, I want to do this by myself. Or I want to, people to know that it's me that I did this by myself. That's pride. And in that, there is weakness. But there is strength in admitting your human nature. In knowing that, you know, God surrounded you with people to be a blessing to you, to help you. Let them help you. I mean, Moses, he's a powerful man of God. People still had to help him. He couldn't handle it by himself. We're not an island of knowledge. One person doesn't make a community. Your community is there to be a blessing to you. For you to bless them and for them to be a blessing to you. So let them help you. I hope I've given you guys some tips on how to manage pressure. How to embrace, when to embrace pressure, when to let go of pressure, how to manage pressure. You know, the ins and outs of pressure. Um, and this season, especially because it's exam season for me and some other people listening to this or you're going through a season of pressure, I pray by the grace of God you have the wisdom, you'll learn how to manage it with wisdom and that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. If you still are struggling with, you know, pressure, you don't know what to pick up, what to drop, ask God for wisdom. God, what do you need me to do in this season of my life? Anything that is outside of your will, drop it for me. Drop it for me. You really, in this season of your life, you're going under a lot, you know, you're stressed, you're tired. Ask God for specific things that he needs you to do. Anything outside of his will at this season of time, drop it. Maybe later down the line, you can pick it up again. But for now, God, I'm focused on your will your desire for my life because I know in that I'll find strength I know in that even if there's some pressure it will build me into a better a more refined a more mature woman or man of God anything outside of that will just wear me down and break me down it's not worth it all right guys so I'll be with you guys next week by the grace of God I don't know if (laughs) I don't know if this may be the mid-season finale if it is the mid-season finale then I'll see you guys in the nearest future and you'll be bigger better greater in the name of Jesus but if I don't, you know, if I end up continuing next week, then you'll still be bigger, greater and better in Jesus name. But it will just be next week that I'll see you that, you know, we'll not really see you, but that I will be back. Yeah, it'll be next week. So have an amazing day. Have an amazing week. Have an amazing month. Have an amazing year. Have an amazing 2024, guys. See you later.